Hi, Lumineers. Welcome to the Lighter Side Show podcast. My name's Jamie Butler, the everyday medium, and I'll be your host today. But I'm not the only one hanging out in studio. I have Colleen Ziegler here. Hey, everyone. Yay! I love it when you're in studio sporting the mic and the headset with me. Here I am. Yeah, well, <laughs> I like the way you contribute because we have Priya Lockie here with us. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi, Hi Priya. I'm excited to be here. Owner and creator of Awaken Ananda. And we're going to get into what that means. I love saying it. Awaken Ananda. Mm, you say it well. Thank she you. <laughs> but before we get there, we do have some housekeeping notes, Lumineers. We have Luma Summit coming up October 19th through the 21st here in Atlanta, Georgia at the Center for Love and Light. And tickets are on sale now. They are limited. So if you are thinking about it, please follow that gut and go to jamiebutlermedium.com. Click on Luma Summit and get the tickets. Yeah. Woo! I <laughs> Spiritual boot camp coming up, guys. It's an amazing weekend. I took your it word. It really is. It's so amazing. If you're looking for a boost or an enlightenment or a quantum leap, I think this is it for you. I'm just saying. But we also have some online classes coming up, and you can find those at jamiebutlermedium.com. Do sign up for the newsletter, guys, if you want to know what we're up to, where we're going what we're teaching, what we're sharing, that is the best place to find it. And we don't spam you. My goodness. We believe in good communication, but we're not going to reach out a thousand times and remind you who we are and where we are. So we respect your privacy. So without further ado, I want to hear from Priya here. What is Awakening Ananda? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, right at the start. <laughs> right. I mean, that's a deep question. Um, at its core, Ananda, which is a Sanskrit word, which means supreme bliss. Wow. And so the concept or the idea that came to me was let's awaken. And I love the power of that word. I love the energy of that word, awaken. So let's awaken our supreme bliss. So that is what awaken Ananda stands for. And it also translates to me... Uh, what is that supreme bliss? Because that can sound like a very esoteric term. And so supreme bliss to mean is your highest state of potential, body, mind, soul, and energy. I'm wishing all our listeners were in studio so they can see how your eyes brighten up <laughs> when you're talking about this. Your energy just She gets zooms. so aligned. Right. Like it's just like this Shabam. alignment and then it... I it's love amazing. that. Thank you yeah. for noticing that. I rec- Yeah, it's, it's, it is a such a... Because I had my own awakening of my own supreme bliss through my very sordid journey that I'm still on. Um, and so it's, a, I, I, it's not just words to me, right? It's something that I truly try to embody. So maybe you're noticing that. Well, it shows energetically. <laughs> and now I'm super curious yeah. about your sordid you know, journey. <laughs> what a way to describe that. So what was the turning point or I'm just gleaning here that you had something before that you've kind of grown out of and now you're sitting across the table here doing some incredible healing work, energy work. You can find Priya at awakenananda.com and also on Instagram at living Priya and Priya is P R I Y A everybody definitely check her out. (laughs) And uh, I've heard from a lot of people who've come through or 
have been on your healing table. Mm. And I asked them, I'm going, so what was that like? And they can't describe to me what kind of healing it is <laughs> at all. They're like, it's, 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 it's like, uh, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, oh, it's good. Well, how do you feel? They're like, incredible. Oh, and beautiful. every single person I've talked to, they're like, yes, go see her, refer her, talk. Yes, go, go. So that's a huge compliment when you yeah. get it straight from the mouth. I mean, this isn't like, yes, Priya, we have a certificate on you. We know that you can do this stuff. You know, healing works extremely different. Yeah. How did you get here, girl? Well, I feel like now I could say that I've been a healer in other lifetimes. Um, but I didn't know that for the first 40 years of my life. <laughs> Um, and so I decided that I was going to be the good Indian girl with my very traditional parents. And I was going to go to medical school and I sat through organic chem and I failed. Oh yeah. So I'm like, well, that's, that's not going to work. So what's the second best thing? So I decided to go to law school. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> there you have you it. Know, it was either doctor or lawyer, right? When you come okay. from this culture that really, uh, believes in rules. Um, it was, you will be successful and you will get married and you will have children and you will just do this Indian life. Well, can I ask where, where were you born? What? I was born in India. You were. But, um, my family moved here when I was five and then I was raised in Columbus, Ohio, um, in a very dualistic world, right? I was, I was about to say, yeah. you've got two cultures heavily very, present then. Very, very heavy. And it was not easy, right? It was definitely a conflict often of merging, um, these worlds. And, you know, my dad would consistently and constantly say to me, you might be living in America, but you are not American because he was trying so hard to retain those like traditional Indian values, right. Which are, which are beautiful, but it did the exact opposite. I like repulsed mm -hmm. because I was a kid and I just wanted to be accepted and liked. And I wanted to go to prom and I wanted a boyfriend and I wanted like the life and I just wasn't allowed literally to have it. Wow. So it was constant, like constant conflict. And so I learned this really easy method early on, which was like, I can become anything I want. So when I went to school, I was American. When I came home, I was Indian, <laughs> right? And I just realized, how do I navigate this thing that's a personality that I actually get to control? Um, but anyways, that's a, that's a whole different conversation about how I but manage that. What you, building blocks to who you are now. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm seeing. This is just huge building blocks to who mm. you are today. Yeah, and, and I want to know, did you continue? Like, did you get your degree in law? I did. I did. So, so I, you practice law? So I practice law. I practice law. So what I did was I graduated from law school. Um, by the way, I lived at home through law school and college because I wasn't allowed to leave. Wait. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. My, my, my dad was like, no, no, no. You're, you're, you're a good Indian girl, and you get married to a good Indian man. And that means you're going to just get your degree, live at home, and as soon as you get that degree, you're going to have an arranged marriage, and that's going to be your life. It's so interesting to me, and if this sounds ignorant at all, please, <laughs> but just in my head right now, it's so interesting how... It's just not, here's your arranged marriage right out of high school. It's that we want you to go get this degree and be successful and then get married. I mean, there's a, that's not going on in a lot of other cultures. It's more like just the marrying off and not 
the education. Right, right. right? Well, I think part of that was thanks to my mother, who at 19 had to get married, and okay. she wanted to go to medical school, and her dad said no. And so she really pushed for the education, and my dad as well. He's actually a lawyer by profession. Sure, sure. But let's be honest, in a culture like ours that that is currently going on the market of marriage, mm-hmm. the more highly educated I am, the better prospects yeah. I bring oh, in, right, yeah. to my life. The supply and demand gets to be a different caliber. Sure, Depending sure. on who I am. Yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah. my knuckles are white gripping the table. What <laughs> did... So I went to law school. Yeah. And uh, I left home, and I decided to come to Atlanta, where I had a job. And it was a job doing exactly what I wanted to do in law school, which I could not have picked a more difficult legal career. And that was doing public defender work as a criminal defense attorney, working with clients on death row. What? You? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, for our listeners... Priya is like the tiniest little package of cuteness and rainbows and like know. the brightest I see eyes. Hard edge Do you? In you? There's, really? yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's an edge in here. <laughs> like, she I skips in and she like swooned over the glitter floors in the bathroom <laughs> and you're telling me you were yeah. the defense lawyer? Yeah, but remember, right? I can do this world. I learned right from a young age, mm. like when you put your lawyer hat on, you're this. When you're with your friends, you're this. And so I did, and it was so, it was exactly what I wanted, and it actually gave me the strength to say no to my parents, like, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm actually not ready to get married. I'm not ready to have this traditional life that you want. I have this amazing career where I'm helping people. And you can support yourself. And I can support myself, which was big. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, again, it was a struggle, right? It was like, what? You're going to where? You're going to prison? You're representing those people doing what? <laughs> Yeah, but I loved it. And now that I look back on it, it was a different version of a healer. Yeah. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. It was my my essence coming out, but in a very different way because my clients were facing death, right? Wow. We weren't going to walk out the door necessarily. And my job was not only to convince a judge or a jury that the death penalty was not an option, but my job was to give hope and redemption to my clients, right? Like your life is worth living. This is, this is a value. You are valuable. You are magical. I'm thinking about how magical you are (laughs) (laughs) for living at home until you graduate from law school and then moving to Atlanta on your own and getting that kind of job. Yeah. I mean, that's really like, I'm imagining at this time, now I know you're you and you have this worldly kind of era aura about you, but at that time, did you feel worldly? Did you feel like you had, you know, been out in life to experience that kind of thing? Or were you going by emotions alone? I'm not sure if I'm coming across, but I think, I think I was surviving, Mm. right? I think I was happy to just have purpose that, and that was a purpose that was self-defined and not defined by culture or family mm-hmm. or parents, if that makes sense. Like, it was mine. Whatever yeah. it was, it was mine, and I got to explore. And it was, I mean, it was a, extremely rewarding, but also extremely difficult job. How long did you practice? 15 years. Wow, Priya? <laughs> yeah, 15 years. Yeah, yeah, 15 years. So, And I saw, I mean, I had clients 
that we had success and then there were clients where we didn't have success. And I saw a very corrupt system, right? It was not the system that I'd been taught in law school. So then I was really thrown into the quote unquote real world. Mm. Right? This is heavy. It was, no, for sure. (laughs) It's like really heavy. I got goosebumps. I do too. I do too. How did you manage learning that the system you were taught to believe in really didn't exist the same way? you know, for me, I deflate Mm -hmm. and and I hold a lot of grief about it, Mm -hmm. but I don't know how to apply myself to make those specific changes. I give energy towards the matter, but I I don't have any activity. Right. And I think back then, right. So this was when I was in my early twenties when I started, I'm now 43. Anyone needs to know my age, but now you do. (laughs) Um, Right. So in, in that space, I managed terribly. I drank too much. I smoked too many cigarettes. I you went, smoked? I went out with too many friends. <laughs> right. I, I, I probably I, really needed to decompress. Right. I decompress. <laughs> every day was like this hustle. It was a hustle because I literally got paid to argue for a living with people. Right. And I'm arguing with lawyers and judges and clients and prosecutors and cops. And we're just all arguing because no one can actually come to the table and see the humanity <sighs> of what we're doing including me at that point, right? Because I was just surviving. And I had to stay strong because if my clients didn't see me strong, then who would they? I mean, I had clients, there was no one else. Like, it was me. It was me Mm. against the world. Me and my client against every single person in that courtroom that potentially hated us, right? Because I was representing this person that had done something potentially terrible, right? And so it was a lot of coping. I wasn't thriving. I was coping, and I remember, I, I mean, I distinctly remember a morning I woke up and I was like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen to me today? And that became the mode of thinking. No. Yeah. Like, what's the worst thing? Like, I mean, my client might <laughs> get executed. A judge might yell at me. The prosecutor will be unfair. The cop might lie on a witness stand. Like nothing seemed to be going in a way that was joyful. And I got jaded of a system and I got jaded in myself because I felt like I was a cog in the wheel and I wasn't able to do anything. Right. So then I was like, all right, so what's the best thing I can do? So I quit that. And I said, (gasps) right, right. So then I said, I'm going to go teach. I'm going to go teach law school so I can teach people how to actually practice in this world that we're learning all of these books. We're learning how to, what the law is, but the reality of, practicing law was so different right, you don't feel like you got that kind of education at school do you I mean I no, like I how I got the basics and I got how to argue a case but I didn't get the by the way you might walk mm. into a courtroom and the judge was elected mm-hmm. and so the decision that judge might make might actually have nothing to do with your case and everything to do with the election that's happening next week right I mean I, I yeah they don't they don't teach you that in law school Wow. Right. And so, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy because you walk into a system idealistic like I did, right? Like, I am going to make the world a better place. I'm doing it. I'm in it. I can't wait to do it. And then you're like, what? Okay. I, I just have a personal question. Yeah. I think I just want the visual of it in my head. You decided you were quitting. How do you quit a job like that? Do you like go in and go, hey, 
dudes, by the way. Here's my two-week notice. Yeah, here's my two-week notice. (laughs) Or do you go in, like, dropping bombs, like, you know, fuck you guys, I can't live here anymore. I'm out. I mean, behind the scenes, there was a lot of that, right? But in front of um, my clients, it was sad. Some of these clients had represented for years, right? From the first time they got arrested all the way up until their appeals were done. And in a state like Georgia, that could last 15 years. What? Mm. Right? Because because it's someone's life, literally, right? And they deserve that time and energy. Um, and so I'd had clients that I'd represented for a long time that I'm still in touch with, by the way. We just, we're in touch as friends now, mm-hmm. no longer the lawyer-client <laughs> relationship. Um, but yeah, I just told my boss, I was like, I can't. I can't do it. Oh, by the way, somewhere in there, I'd also gone to Nepal. And <laughs> sorry, a whole different story. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. I went to Nepal to go work for the State Department for six months building a public defender system because Nepal had gone from a monarchy to a democracy. And that really got mm. the activity going like, there's other ways to change the world that maybe I could have a little more hope. And I felt a lot of guilt when I left this job, believe me. I felt an enormous amount of guilt that I somehow was giving up. Wow. That I was not doing um, God's work anymore. Because I felt at the time I was doing God's work. And then somewhere even along the way, I actually stopped believing in God, which probably also led to my demise of this profession, right? But I mean, looking back on it, it was the greatest gift because it's allowed me to be where I am today with a skill set that's both rational and magical. I'm just seeing how the name of your company is really your name. Mm. (laughs) You are the Awaken Ananda. Mm. You are the example that you're giving out to the people who cross your path. I'm trying. Thank you. We could probably scratch trying, Mm -hmm. and I would probably (laughs) doing, you know, say you're doing. Doing. Being. Being. I'm Mm -hmm. being. Mm -hmm. I'm being. Well, you know, it's still, um, it's a beautiful journey that always continues. So I'm still on the journey or the path. So I left the law. I decided to go be a law school professor for two years. And then I decided, well, that's just not going to work. I'm going to go be a healer. Yeah. (laughs) No. And then. How did that come up? Right. I just became more and more miserable. I became, I lost all the joy in my mm. life. The law was literally, whatever, in whatever form or shape it had appeared in my life was no longer giving me purpose and meaning. It wasn't feeding you it anymore. It wasn't feeding me in the way that I needed to be fed. Um, and I went into a deep, deep depression, which I didn't know at the time, right? I didn't know what was happening. I just knew that I wasn't healthy and I wasn't happy. And then came a time when I literally couldn't get out of bed. Wow. Literally couldn't get out of the bed. And very, very distinctly on the bathroom floor, very much like a movie, now that I look back at it, was a voice, like the intuition, right? And it said, go to India. And I was like, India? That place I've been running away from my entire life? That place that (laughs) has all these rules and regulations that I don't want to follow? You want me to go there? Did you go? I didn't have a choice because I didn't know what else to do. And if I'm being really honest, please do. It would have made my parents happy Mm. and they would have gotten them off my back a little bit. Like, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) Right. Cause that continues no matter how old you are in the Indian family. I could be 80 and my mom's still going to ask me somehow, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so I did, I went to India and I didn't know what I was doing. 
and I couldn't answer any questions. Like, how long? What are you going to do there? And I was like, I'm not sure, but I know that I need to go see my mom's sister. And my mom's sister is a yoga teacher and a Reiki healer. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Did you know that at the time? I knew that at the time, but I didn't know what Reiki was. Okay. And I didn't know what a healer meant. Um, oh, and here's a full circle moment. The week before I go to India, I'm like, let me go see what this Reiki thing is. So I make an appointment with Darshna, who I'd never met. Darshna Patel, who works right here in this office. No way. <laughs> is that how you two know each other? Because you went... I came in for a session. It was like a Google search kind of <laughs> yeah, a thing? a Google search kind of a thing. <laughs> oh, my God. A total I random Google this. search. And I was like, oh, she's Indian. She'll understand. Right. And she does. Yeah. And she does. <laughs> she like, does. She'll get it. She'll yeah, get yeah. what I'm going through yeah. and all this stuff. And we had a beautiful session and I was freaked out. I was like, what is it? What? Why was my body moving? Why is there energy? What are you talking about? Who are you? <laughs> and she looked at me before I left and she's like, you know, you're going to come back and do what I do. Right. And I'm like, Mm, nope, I don't know what you're talking about, but thank you for the session. See you later. And, and we're going to share an office. Right. And <laughs> yeah. we're going to share an office. Yeah. No, I'm not kidding. I mean, that legit true story, that is what happened. I didn't know that's how. We, yeah. I did not no. know this is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I went to India and I showed up at my aunt's door, my mom's sister, in Bombay, Mumbai, as it's now <laughs> called. Um, and she just looked at me and she was like, you're not going anywhere for three months. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to bathe you if that's what we need to do. I mean, she obviously, because of her past, could see my energetic body was wow. in such disarray. disarray. And I didn't realize how far it had gone. And then eventually she's like, now I think it's time for you to go meet my teacher. And I was like, okay. So I walk into this lady's house and she's uh, um, now my one of my main spiritual teachers. But at the time, I didn't know who she was. I walk in and she's like, so you ready for Reiki level one? I'm like, mm -mm, nope, I just need some pills. <laughs> nope. Bath. Yeah. Uh, right. Maybe a drink or two. I mean, I mean right. I'm not really sure what <laughs> what's happening. But and she was like, and she was like, do you trust me? I'm like. And of course, my lawyer hat came on then. I was like, well, I don't know you. Right. So, no, I mean, she's like, do you trust your aunt here? And I was like, yes, because she had literally brought me back to mm. some joy in my life. I was like, I trust her. And I trust her because she's my mom's sister and I love my mom. So by logic, mm -hmm. my left brain was like, okay, okay, what do you need me to do? <laughs> what do you need me to do? And she's like, I'm going to teach Reiki level one this weekend. But before that starts... Um, I'm going to give you some Bach flower essence, which is like beautiful, energetic medicine of flowers, which I now actually do as well. Um, and Reiki one changed my life. I mean, it just cha changed my life because it led me on a year long journey through India. So three months. Well, what I thought was going to be three weeks, honestly, went to three mm. months and then turned into a year and turned into a year. Whoa. And turned into a year. Yeah, that took me north, south, east, west. That took me to healers, yoga teachers. I got my yoga teacher certification. I've now done many, many levels of Reiki and healing classes. And I have studied meditation in caves. I've talked to masters. I've roamed the streets of a country that I thought I didn't belong in and recognize that it's been home all along. Wow. 
Ooh, yeah. We need to write a book. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I'd read it. <laughs> I would read it. Like, I'm tearing up. This is a book. Yeah. It really coming is. Home it's story. like a movie. It's a coming home story. Yeah. 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 With so many symbols, and it's. So many. Yeah. So many. And I. No, I was just going to say, and it really, without a shadow of a doubt, allowed me to believe in the power of the universe, Mm -hmm. which I'd never had. Like I never, I thought I did. And I thought I believed in God and I sort of thought I believed in spirit, but like, I I can no longer deny it. Even my logical lawyer brain can no longer deny the existence of the quantum field that we live in. So this whole time that you're having these experiences, you're actually studying, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like you're aware you're studying something. You are just experiencing and it's rich and it's alive for you. Are you having any thoughts of, you know what, gosh darn it, I'm going to make a business out of this? No, no, absolutely not. Because I was studying with people that were amazing. You know, they were you could just see the essence of energy around them. And I was just excited to be in their presence and to learn and to feel myself getting stronger every day as a human, like just coming back to life, feeling joy, feeling anything. Cause I had gone numb. Right. So just feeling anything was amazing. But somewhere along the way, I got little droplets of people saying like things like, Oh, we've been waiting for you. Oh, or, huh, you know you're a healer, right? I'm like, mm, I don't, I'm not sure if I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, it was, I mean, there was a lot of resistance in the beginning. A lot of resistance. And because I also thought it sounded like ego. Mm. Like, you want me to help people? I can barely help myself. Like, <laughs> I can barely function at the moment. And I just, I just did it anyways because I was literally coming back to life from something so I wasn't even one it was like something had taken over me and I didn't know what I had become and then I came back to the U.S. actually you came back to Atlanta I came back to Atlanta because I still had like a life here (laughs) and I didn't had you been corresponding I had during that time yeah I'd been corresponding but like you know friends and family and apartment mail I hadn't really stopped the mail <laughs> you know like basically oh because you you still had your apartment yeah because I thought I was going to be gone for three weeks and luckily like I, I got someone to sublet it and obviously sure, you know sure. all that stuff but like I just had a life here I just hadn't planned on leaving <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> for a year <laughs> right or right. a year and three months um so I came back um and again now I had a intuition I had a grounding, I had an understanding, and I was trying to figure out what it was. I was because now I needed to make money because that savings account could only had been well past spent <laughs> by this point. You were lucky to have that right. for a year and right, right. And luckily, yeah. I had family, and yeah, yeah. and India is very reasonable, and <laughs> lots of things worked in my favor. I were I lived in ashrams where I basically exchanged mm-hmm. lodging for labor. Like it was, it was worked. It was great. <laughs> and so I did the thing that I now have been taught how to do, which was meditate and go into your guidance and see what's arises and the whole thing felt different back in the u.s i went totally honest i felt Mm. like i needed to be in india to experience it 
because here I got pulled again in a million different directions. Right. I didn't know what was up or down. Like people were like clamoring to, you know, figure out what my trip was. And I couldn't really even talk about it because I'd come back a different, an entirely different person. And people were like, you did what? You meditated in caves? You want to go get a beer? I'm like, no, actually I don't. I, I just don't right now. <laughs> right. It was, it was. I had become, my mm. personal reality had shifted. Oh my God, now you're thrown back into your old life yes. that's still existing without you and you've got to yeah. teach everybody in your field now that this is the new you. Yeah, but first that's I had tough. to believe it, right? And to believe that it could exist in this place. Oh, wow. So I did, I spent a lot of, and then I became a hermit for a couple of months. Like I really mm. just had to retreat because I didn't know what else to do. And so then that scared people. What's wrong with her? She should be so happy. She didn't work for a year, right? With this whole like materialistic, mm-hmm. like, what, I mean, I don't know why she's so concerned. She went on vacation. She went on vacation. <laughs> she went on vacation. And I get it, right? There's no judgment. I, I get it, but that's just not my experience. And so in that retreat, um, all of the signs and messages became very clear that I was supposed to start this work as a healer. Yeah. So by chance, did you find yourself back in... Darshna Patel's office? <laughs> By chance I did. <laughs> For real? Is that like... By chance I did. <laughs> right when there, I came back. Was there any, ha ha, told you so? No, because I, I, I... I don't think she'd do that, no. but I just had <laughs> no. She was very sweet. No, I came back and I said to her, um, hey, I know this Reiki thing now, but I need a little help because I, I'm not sure I can... I, I just need, I need a boost, right? So practitioners even have to go to others for a boost. Yeah. Um, and she looked at me and she was... Uh, extremely extremely excited she's like there's nothing I need to do Hmm. your field is like you know how she does the field Mm -hmm. she can she's amazing right she can just see all this stuff and she's like yeah no 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 there's nothing I need to do right now so let's just talk and I was like well I think I might be a healer she's like huh She's like, you need some office space? I'm like, yep. She's like, you want to share some space? I'm like, yep. No way. And that was our contract negotiation. <laughs> Two minutes. Love it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was like, she's like, Did, are you okay with every other week? I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. And before I knew it, I had an office. And I was like, huh, maybe I should build a website. <laughs> maybe I should try to get people in the door. I love hearing this because it's for awesome. everybody else that's listening, when you decide that you're changing your career, no matter what you're mm-hmm. changing it into, you know, people think that you spent the whole year planning that step and putting those pieces into place, but or no, years. Yeah, years yeah. With an S. <laughs> right. but no, it can seriously be, you find yourself yeah. standing in somebody's office and you're like, okay, so this is where it go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good, yeah. Good. Well, <laughs> Helene, who was sitting in this chair before you has doing palmistry for one year. And she has a book deal and yes, she's been large following one year. I love it. Or I think she said under a year. Yeah, under yeah, yeah. about a year. But it's like when you step into what you are truly, truly aligned with and your path, it's amazing what can happen. It is amazing, and it's. I mean, it's right. People like, oh, that's bullshit, you know. And I'm like, it's not. Actually, the universe does conspire Mm -hmm. in your favor. It actually does. <laughs> and it, and I, I mean, I'm living proof mm-hmm. of that. And things still keep happening. Like even sitting in this chair across from Jamie, having this conversation. I mean, this is part of the path, yeah. right? This is part of like the visibility of what I'm doing. And I, 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 I don't even know how I got here, but I'm just happy to be here. 
because oh. it's exciting. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for like moments like this. I'm like, ah. it just continues to reinforce that. Yes, I continue mm-hmm. on the path. I, I get derailed often, <laughs> but I always know how to work myself back. You're human. Right. Yeah. Am I? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like. <laughs> we're, we're all in our bodies, right? right? Yeah. Well, you're going to be hosting yes. uh, an experience for us at the Luma Summit. Do you know what you're bringing to the table? I do. You want me to share a little? Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. Because it has. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Um, so I had this beautiful opportunity of learning from a lot of people in my travels in India. I also worked with um, a shaman from Hawaii. And so what I'm going to be bringing is a combination of those two spiritual practices on how to create a sacred space, whether that's in your home or your office or even for yourself. And basically how to do that with oils and resins and the meaning of like bird feathers and then how to communicate with plant spirit animals because every plant spirit has its own like oversoul and animal that goes with it. Can you come talk to my Martha? Martha is my my (laughs) Hawaiian umbrella bonsai. She's 24 years old. Yes. She holds court in my office. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And she has her own spirit, right? You can tell. Oh, she's very loud. She's <laughs> she is. She's the she loudest plant <laughs> that I've ever had experienced, especially in the United States. Wow. She changes my mood. I love it. When I do smudging, which is that's the act of creating sacred space, right? We smudge with a variety of things. I have feathers that I use. And my feather wand is the most talkative thing. Really? <laughs> it talks to me. It's so loud. And I'm, again, i got to tell you something. Two years ago, I wouldn't be saying any of this. I I have a feathered wand that talks to me. Death Row Attorney now speaks to Feathered Wand. That's the title, Lumineers, right here. Do you see? Yes. I mean, I can't even, it's magic. I was going to say crazy, but it's magic. That's a great title. Right. I mean. Right. Feather Wands Unite. I will tell you what, when we all sat down before this podcast, first, I don't know you that well Mm -hmm. at all. We've just crossed paths a couple of times. I had no idea what we were sitting down to, and I am floored by your story. Floored. It is so beautiful and so inspiring and so courageous. And thank Thank you so much for sharing Thank you for saying that. Thank you for allowing the space. Thank you. Yeah, this is incredible. (laughs) I still have goosebumps i can't thank you enough for being at the table opening up showing up cannot wait for your class at luma Mm -hmm. summit i can't wait to share it incredible you're like right at the beginning on friday Mm -hmm. so it's really going to help set the tone for the rest of the weekend it's going to be amazing yes (laughs) i can't wait i can't wait to meet all the various participants all lumineers you guys are in store for something crazy great (laughs) and If you are listening and you love what you're listening to, please check out Priya at awakeningananda.com. The spelling is below the audio. And go to her Instagram at livingpriya and hit follow. That's the best thing. Because then you get to see everything that she posts, her Mm -hmm. inspiration, everything that's gotten her to where she is today. Thank you. Is there anything else that you would like to say to our listeners um, before we close up? Um, I feel like that's such a profound question. It could be a yes or a no, because we know how to edit. I think, (laughs) I think everyone has the potential to awaken their Ananda. Mm. And it is 
within us and what I, I teach or when I have a healing session or when I talk to someone, it's not about me giving you something. It's about allowing you to awaken to the power that's already within you. And so I can't wait to help anyone come into my path that allow. <laughs> How's that? You can't wait. You have it. So correction lumineers, since it was rolling off my tongue so easy. Priya's website is Awaken Ananda, not awakening. <laughs> Awaken Ananda that helps you have an awakening. Mm. Beautifully put. <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being here. And Lumineers, thank you for lending us your ears. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And remember, it's not woo-woo. It's true-true. <laughs>